Hi, I'm ah, oh, I bit my tongue. Oh no. Hi, I'm Stephen Nipple. Ouch, that hurt. Hi, I'm Chase to Joshua. It didn't hurt. And we are. We are. The, the H H B owner. HBO's Love and Death. What's wrong? You got a canker sore? It's, well, it's going to turn into one. <laughs> That's what happens. Uh, but thankfully, the mouth is the fastest healing part of the body. I thought it was... Oh, you know what isn't the fastest healing part of the body? The heart. The 40 different places that Candy struck Betty with the axe. Wait, did we say the episode title of this one? No, yeah. Sorry, I jumped the gun I, like I always do. That's all right. Well, I guess they always... Jump the axe. Now that I say it, though, they, they always say it at the beginning of the episode, don't we? Tandy says it, so... Yeah. Isn't she, that I funny wanna... that her name is Tandy and the yes. show's at Candy? It's hilarious. She ever has an axe in her hand. I'm gonna I'm gonna bring that up to her. Uh, I just want to remind everybody she's she's the assistant director in the play that I'm currently in. The importance of being earnest. The arrest. That's the name of the episode. It's called what is it? The arrest. The arrest. The arrest. Well, I was arrested. Yeah. Captivated. I felt like I was in prison. Get me out being of here. Being held hostage <laughs> to this. But speaking yes. of Mother's Day, oh Tracy, this is Tracy. my lovely wife. Uh, Ex wife. I do want to wish her Happy Mother's Day. On this beautiful Sunday. That's when we were recording it. And, and to all uh, mothers out there. Yeah, and ha- a happy Mother's Day to... <coughs> excuse me. Uh, yeah, to your you. wife, Jillian. Happy Mother's Day to Jill's bills. What did you do for her this morning? There was chocolate involved. Body chocolate. And roses. And let's just say that we got a sitter. Sitter? Don't. Uh, they're hunting for the killer in this episode. Yeah. And they they're talking to everybody in the town. And Landry talks to the cops. Did you kill your wife? And he goes, no. Do you know who did? And they read him his rights. His Miranda rights. Yeah, his Miranda rights. Who is Miranda? Looks, Miranda is one of the four ladies in Sex and the City. And so Candy's affair. What about you and your husband? Have either of you had any outside affairs? And she said, Pat would never... But would you ever pat another man mm. on the butt? Certainly certainly there was some heavy patting going on. Well, and there was some heavy betting yes. uh, when it came to Betty's murder. What more could she ask for? What gore should she a- could she ask for? Yeah. They kind of go in on her at this point when they start questioning her and they go, okay, they start leaning in, they start playing good cop, bad cop. Mm-hmm. Then the other cop with the mustache tells the other cop, he says, tell the truth. Mm-hmm. And they go make her go to her car, and they want her sandals, they want her shoes. Where'd you get those, you know, kind of a thing. Target. Oh, my God. And along with that, wa- a new watch. She, and so she does that thing. She gives them her shit. She does do that thing. And then yes. they go to their friend, whatever the hell his name is, from church. Yeah, the lawyer. And she comes in with Pat. With Pat. And he says, Pat, get out of here. Go, mar- go write me a check. Exactly. And that goes, oh, Wiley. Before we say anything else, you need to retain me as counsel so we have attorney-client privilege. And she admits to the affair. Yeah. She admits to a lot in that moment. But not everything. Yeah, not everything. Sorry, that was later. (laughs) Oh, my 
gosh, I almost ruined it. He says, he, this is, I need attorney-client privilege. Yeah. Make me your attorney. Talk to your gal friends. Take a polygraph. Polygraph on a cracker? Know, stop talking to Al Gore. Even if he did invent the internet. Yeah. What do you think about the funeral song in the next scene? I thought she sang really poorly. It was interesting. Because I heard the voice first. Yeah. And I thought, oh, this must be a seven-year-old girl. And then suddenly they show it. It's a 30-year-old woman. Yeah, very unsettling. It's like some sort of angelic possession going on. And it's like, it's not a bad thing. It's not a good thing. And a big man with a big beard puts his big burly arm around Betty's mom. Remember that big burly man? I did, and he reminded me of the guy from Lost. Yeah. And he was the man who said, give us the boy. What did you think of in the hatch, what was in the hatch? Richard Hatch? Yeah, speaking of castaways. You are lost. Speaking of, that's, okay, speaking of Lost. Speaking of. We cut to Kate's mom. She said, oh my God, Alan. When he confesses to his in-laws that he f***ed someone else besides his wife. He was unequally yoked. And she's the one that goes, My God, Alan. And she gets up. And right. That's when she says, off. Oh, God, Alan. Yeah. So yes, it's exactly. Yeah, going, I want to so make good. sure we connected those things. Sometimes you have to go back to go forward. Yeah, you have to go back and flash forward. Flashback. It's very... It's it's a, now, that was a great show, Flash Forward. Don't get yeah. me started on that oh, one. Don't I can't believe that got canceled. Scott Bakula. Dracula. And obviously, vampires became a big thing, too. So That's true. Speaking of blood... Yeah. Uh, we come back, and uh, Candy's at home vacuuming with blood on her hands. Not literally, but you get the idea. No, but spiritually. Kristen Critter is watching the TV with Pat. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they do that, and, the two and, of them. And she likes TV, too, so maybe they'll have an affair. Oh, Wiley. It's possible. The handsome lawyer asks her to come over to his house, You know, and I was thinking, maybe they'll have an affair. sing some ABBA on the car ride over. What did you think of that scene? What did you think of that performance? She wasn't a very confident singer. I think if she brought yeah. more confidence, that would be more interesting for Yeah, you us look at someone audience, like Meryl you know, Streep. She, she can't sing. She can't sing. But to, she, she, she sings with confidence, though. But a little too much like, confidence. Did you see her in Mamma yeah. Mia 2 or Mamma Mia 1? Speaking of Mario, it was kind of a, it was a leap. He's, and so, he gets there. Yeah. Oh, who gets there? Candy gets she there. She gets there. Sorry. She gets she there. She gets there. She's a woman that we know and of. And he's in that tight SMU sweatshirt, and he's so tan and athletic. And <sighs> you really think they're going to start smooching. And then all of a sudden she says, I did it. It was me. I, I killed Betty. And he goes, I don't believe you. And that's even, we could play the clip there. I don't believe you. Yeah. See, we were right. Mm. Did you like the desk that he had with the weird... Glass. You know, I didn't notice the desk. I was thinking more about what she had just said when she, she admitted that she murdered somebody. Beautiful, beautiful desk with its lit up inside with glass and looked like there was an octopus. It was beautiful. Yeah. Didn't know you could Glad show you that noticed that you pick up on those little things, and that's important to touch those things. I'm a detail He shuts the doors as soon as she admits her guilt, and he says, "You need a real attorney." And she says, "I want you." And he said, let's not add another affair to this whole mess. Oh, gosh. Because you can feel the tension. Yeah, sexually. He's a handsome man. And we see a bunch of polygraph tests. Utility room to get a list of swimsuit? Yes. At the time your wife was killed, were you physically present in the home? No. And then so kind of Pat says to Candy, honey, what's been going on? How's the trial going? Not the trial. What's your lawyer saying? And she goes, oh, I can't tell you. 
God damn it, I'm your husband, is what he said. He said, what happened to those thongs that you used to wear? And she said, not now, Pat. This is not the time. I don't like this tone. She brushes him off, and not for the first time, and probably not for the last. She's got a thick, thick comb that she uses to brush that guy off the yeah, whole episode. Does. Probably a lot of their marriage, too. Just get that. Kind of pats him on the head very kind she of condescendingly. and just says, goes, it's for oh, this. Wiley. Oh, Wiley, indeed. Yes. And Pat and her... Yeah. Oh, is it just agreeing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's good to agree. Wow, in these times. These Next, it's um, Critter and it's Candy, and it's it's Critter time, and she says, you know, I'm innocent. Who, critter doesn't say that. Candy says that she's no, innocent. No, yeah, she says, you know I'm innocent. Exactly. And Critter's like, of course, I wasn't saying that you weren't. Come on. Right. Regan says defensive about it. It's like, wow, she's being so transparent. I could see right through her. Mm-hmm. The tan lawyer Classic calls candy. and says, they're coming for you, Candy. It's Halloween. And she, he says, get to my office now. we got to control the narrative. That's very lawyer speak. we got to control the narrative. I, when, it, when he said that, I thought, it's amazing how the writers of this show are also controlling the narrative. Yes. Again, so they're writing it's, these things, and it's reflecting back on what they're doing, saying, see, we're writing the show pretty well. It's reflecting life. And it's commenting exactly. on itself. And I just want to say right here that I totally support the writer strike going on right now. Yeah. I 100%. I am behind them. What are they striking? Oh, I don't know. Okay. I just read something. Well, I'm all for striking, so I'm with them too. Strike while the iron's hot. That's yeah, what they say. Yeah, this economy and the, with inflation and whatnot. Yeah. Wow. I mean, oh this, we're God. in a post-pandemic world. That's true. So. You know, this ain't the 90s. No, it's not. But speaking of somebody from the 90s, enter Judge Tom Ryland. Who? The guy I've been talking about for forever. The one and only star of the small screen, Mr. Bruce McGill. Who? Remember from Rizzoli and Isles? I told you I haven't seen that show. Uh, you know, but you knew when you saw him. Coming in there with his sunglasses. Do you think it was supposed... I don't know if the character is just cool or hungover. Uh, or maybe he was blind. They do say justice is blind, so that would make sense. Well, now, interesting. Okay, yeah. now we're going in that direction, and I'm suddenly I, I hadn't thought of that before, and suddenly I'm thinking, wow, these writers, they do deserve to strike. When they're coming up with this type of stuff, you yeah. got to pay these people, okay? Especially when robots are out there stealing everybody's jobs. I'm going to come out on the podcast right here and say, we will not review any AI shows. Can I just say that if AI did write this show, uh-huh. I'm impressed. You sure, of course. And they also have rights. Well. Okay, so. We might agree to disagree there, Steve. Anybody who writes a show, I'm behind. Well, next you're going to be telling me if aliens wrote the show, you'd be supporting that too, and that's hogwash. Anybody who writes. So judge... The judge gives his monologue. And a little too much jabbering by both sides to the newspapers and whatnot. And then he says this funny thing. Yeah. I'm, t- I'm not God, and I'm not here for a fashion show. I'm Tom Ryland. He says, test me. No, I want you to test me. And, yeah. and the tan lawyer stands up, and you can hear him under his breath. He says it then again. You fat fuck. Yeah. Something happened about halfway through this episode. He just started using the F word. Can I, can I say something else? I want to make another okay. stand. Okay, please. We are not about fat shaming on this show. No. We did it in the past, in the first season. Did we? We called a character fat, and he was portly at best. Oh, I'm, I'm We don't sorry. do that anymore. And we don't call it, we sure as hell no. don't call them fat f- No, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. We also that. don't make fun of children anymore. What's that? 
We also don't make well, fun of children anymore. Well, when did we make fun of children? The first season as well. What did we say? We called we Stranger Things. Remember Stranger Things? Yeah, but the, th- that boy the thing was, is... That boy was six years old. Did you realize that? He was just he was mature not for six his age. Years old. He was six years old. He was a very successful actor, and all I was saying was his character I didn't like. I wasn't saying anything about the child. You said he has poor acting. I did say that. And that's not his fault. But when you're on HBO, you are held up to a higher standard Man, That's woman, true. child, animal. And as representatives at, at, of HBO, we want to hold ourselves now to a higher standard. And, and not act like children. We're not going to punch down, you know? Exactly. Okay, yeah. Well, I'm with if you anything, there. We're going to punch up. We're going to say things about the stars. I support the writer's strike. And if the actors decide to strike too, then by all means. And another thing I'll say about the stars, Tom, Tom Cruise, you got to get out of Scientology, man. I am concerned for him. You know, it's a cult. It's it's a cult. It's a pyramid scheme, Tom. You know, but we, you know what a lot of people are saying though. Can if, I say that we're gonna get canceled? If he's making movies like yeah. Maverick, yeah. he can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Because those are so entertaining. Those films, I gotta tell you, that's a real popcorn movie. I saw that Maverick in the in the theater. And they say cinema is dead. Well, this is what's at stake. And there's a lot of at stake for Pat at stake and, here. and yeah. Candy because Judith yeah. and Pastor Judith is back. She's ba- Is it Pastor Judith? She's, I think it's Pastor Jackie. Well, Pastor Jackie's back. She's back, she Jack. She says to Patty Cakes, Patty Cakes, what the hell is going on with your wife? He says, I don't know. Is she guilty of this? No. She's not guilty. You know, she just won't tell me what's going on and or why she has all those bruises or why she won't look me in the eye. Or where the hell those flip-flops said, Yeah, went. exactly, those thongs, you know. And, he says and then it, who should, right as they're talking, descend the stairs with thong Delina. And she's singing that same old thong. And it's like, two thongs don't make a fight. I, exactly. I'm being thongfully accused here. Yeah. And she's up there on the stairs, you know, looking down upon them very righteously. And it's right. ironic because... The pastor right. is down below her. So once again, yeah, that's the true. writer is on this show. Maybe it was the director's choice or the cinematographer. They should all go on strike because what's happening right now, guys, is not right. If we can use this as a platform, right. toss our hat in the and ring. And she says, speaking of thongs, yeah. we're backdoor friends. You and I are backdoor friends. We always have been, and we always will be. It was kind of a backdoor-handed comment, and she shows her the front door. So suddenly, ooh, that felt cold when she yeah. said, you can leave through the front door. That says, what are you talking about? Oof. She says, shh, 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 And I don't know who I'm rooting for anymore, aside from yeah. the writers. And right. Pat and young lawyer, there's a younger lawyer. I'm, there's so many Mustache guys with mustaches. Lawyer. I can't keep track of he all of like them. He looked like he was from the movie Argo. He did. I think that's what they were going for. Fargo. Did you watch that show? Who? Fargo. Did you watch that I, show? No, no, you're confused. It's a movie. No, it's a, it's a television show as well, too. Like you're going to be embarrassed. It's about uh, Martin Freeman. Okay. And he, him and Ewan McGregor. Wow. Lord of the Rings meets Star Wars. That's incredible. It was not a success. Really unsuccessful show. Canceled, I Well, think. it's hard to adapt from a successful film. That's, That's why I think they should adapt TV shows into films. I think they've been going the wrong way around. That's and true. now I think they need to go back. They we have to go back. Well, they did do that with they did do that with Sex in the City though, didn't they? TV shows to films and people loved it. And see, people there's I think there's about 7 films now. Yeah. of Sex and that City. 
He gets her to say that, wait, I lost what? my place. Oh, they go to the shrink. Remember at the end? Um, oh, yeah. Very intense shrink scene. And the it was actually really like she goes and uh, everything goes like pretty smoothly. Yeah, uh, anything goes, evidently. <laughs> and the, the lawyer breaks in and uh, says, what's going on here? Is this real? And he says, yeah. And he starts kind of pulling this thing out like a parlor trick. It's like, watch her. Uh, I'm going to poke her with a needle. Nothing. I'm going to make her pretend that she's cold. Watch her bark like a dog, you know, kind of a thing. And she meows like a cat. He goes, that wasn't supposed to happen. Exactly. And she is not a sociopath, he says. I'm, I'm thinking he might be after yeah. what he put her through. <sighs> He's a one sick f- it was an incredible acting moment, and if I do have time to transition to my quick segment for the week, uh-huh. this oh. is another installment of The Importance of Being Steven. Once again, uh, this is when I take a line from the play that I'm in, uh, The Importance of Being Earnest, and I relate it to the show that we're watching. Okay. Okay. Uh, the character I play in the show is called Merriman, and he's a hilarious character. Come see the show if you can. Let me do the line. <clears throat> yes, sir. Three portmanteaus and a dressing curse. Two hot boxes and a large luncheon basket. The way I'm going to relate that to the show. Did you get that, what I said? Every word, every syllable. How would you relate it to the show? I would relate it in saying that it has nothing to do with the show. Well, you're wrong. um, Because they mention a large luncheon basket at the very end. That's my character says, a large luncheon basket. And uh, that relates to the eggs. Wow. That she was making at the beginning of the show. Wow, thank you for that. You know, that's a fun line. I've, I'm thinking of making up a few of my own. I've, I've been testing some of that in rehearsal, and uh-huh. I've been getting a little bit in trouble for that. Oh, boy. Are you going to fly out and see the show? Thank you, JC? Steve. Thank you so much, and I'm sure our fans would love to hear more about this on a future episode. My uh, my yeah. my computer's dying here, so I okay. So she goes to therapy. After therapy, yeah. she goes home. She's like, everything's fine. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. And well, Pat gets a call while they're at the dinner table. Yeah. And he says, hello. And and lawyer it's says, Pat. it's Pat. And lawyer says, Pat. Pat, it's Don Crowder. Don't say anything. Just listen for a bit, okay? Don't act like anything is weird is going on. Just act normal. And Pat doesn't yeah. act normal. He's real stiffy. Yeah. And uh, he says, well, we don't know what he says. He says, like, I'm going to tell you everything. Yeah, I'm going to tell you what happened. And, and uh, acting on Pat's face, I mean, you see it all. You see the murder. You see the struggle with Betty. You see the weird therapy thing that happened. And he looks horrified. His face told so many stories. It and did. I watched that scene about 30 times because really? as an actor myself. Is it time once again for the HB Phoners? <laughs> It is time, and I think you're going to be happy because guess who has one message in their inbox? Could it be us? It could be us. It will be us. And right now, it's going to be everyone along with us, too. 
oh, listening to this, this message. Uh, all right, you ready? I'm ready. Hello, Stephen. It's me, Richard. I know I was never the daddy you needed, but I'd like to be the papa your son deserves. If you could find it in your heart to let this old dick have a second chance, I'd be forever grateful. My trucking route takes me through you about the third Monday of every month. It would be my pleasure to take you for a cup of coffee and a stack of flapjacks. Thanks for your consideration. Slick Rick. Oh, my God. Slick Rick. Steven. I'm... You're, is that I we've mean, been hashtag slick Rick come home for so long now? Is this? I'm feeling or, a lot of emotions. I'm feeling excitement. I'm feeling anticipation. I'm feeling a little bit skeptical. That doesn't sound a lick like slick Rick. I, I, and you knew him for a while too, Chasey. Did that? Well, it certainly sounded odd, and it has been a good 15, 20 years since I've seen slick Rick. That's uh, true. But it, his voice doesn't have that slick Rick ring that I remember. And I just want to be careful. And you think he's a slick Rick impersonator? I have the number here, and, and uh, I I'm, I might call it back at some point and see if it's really him. Um, slick Rick, if that's you, if it's you, says, call us back and let us know. Tell us something that only Slick Rick would know. Tell us something that only Slick Rick would know, that something only uh, me and Chasey would know, because Chasey used to come around. Tell yes. us... Here's what we t- here's what it is. Okay. That Fourth of July, uh, when we had that party, uh-huh. Slick Rick showed up. Right. And there was a bunch of kids, and he the police came and got him. Oh yes. Why yes, did the yes, police yes, 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 come yes. and get you? Oh, that's good. From the party. Okay, Slick Rick. If this if it's really you, you'll know, and you'll yeah. that's a hilarious story. If it is him, then we could tell yeah. the story on the air afterwards. Yeah, it's really, really funny. And if it isn't you. Then you can go f*** yourself. Yeah, don't call again if it's fake, fake slick, Rick. Steve's been through enough. Well, that's it for the show this week. Uh, do we want to give our Wileys? We got to give it the Wileys. Yeah, the what's the number we're working with this week? I thought I'd let you decide. Let's say this week it's out of it's out of two. What's out your two, rating? How many Wileys? Out of two. I'm going to give it one and a half Wileys. Ooh, ouch. Good, but... I felt like I already knew what was... I already knew. Yeah, there's no surprises. I was disturbed by the therapy scene when she went... <sighs> oh, Screamed. Oh, so unsettling. My, it gave me goosebumps. You don't need a hypnotist for that. What about you? How many Wileys? Um, I'm going to give it one. Ugh. Wow. Ooh, sorry. It's just one. <clears throat> I think that's the worst number I've ever given an episode. One. It's pretty bad. It was not a good episode. I mean, there's the, the acting was brilliant, and by the way, yeah. uh, the writing was fantastic. The directing mm-hmm. was good. I even liked the story, but the episode as a whole just didn't work for me at all. Uh, happy Mother's Day to everybody. But I'm going to dedicate this episode to Jillian oh. and to all the great mothers out there. Yeah, I'd like to dedicate this episode to Tracy. Some 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 amazing women out there. Amazing women. How do we get so lucky? I don't know. And we are the, the H B Wonders. Wonders. Man, let's go.